The Daily Ding is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. My favorite feature, you can get tickets in two taps. A two-tap checkout. That's efficiency. That's how you're supposed to do it in the NBA. Two taps gets you tickets, gets you checked out, and you're ready to go to the game every single time. So head to the App Store or Google Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. I talked to Roy Williams, your head coach at North Carolina. What did he say to you? He told me to go out there and be Kobe. You know, that's all I got to do. And it's a blessing to have that, you know, they come out all the way out here to watch me play in a, in a regular season game. What would you say to him right now if he's listening? Uh, if possible, can you come to more games? His name <laughs> sounded like that in a long time. I could try in Spanish, but I ain't really that good at Spanish. This is how it goes. When I hope, I have no friends. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday morning. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Nitz with Rob Lopez warming up the coach's seat in Madison Square Garden. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Kobe White does as much destruction to the Knicks as Steve Mills, Joel Embiid, and the Sixers survive a Cavs scare, and Paul George has a return date. But first, the Suns kept the heat on the Lakers tonight in the desert. Lakers 123, Suns 115, but it took the while, took the Lakers a while to get this one in their favor. Anthony Davis, once again, it hurts his shoulder, but he stays in the game. He, he left for a bit. He came back. This seems to be a nightly occurrence now. Finishes with 24 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one turnover, uh, two huge three-pointers down the stretch from Kyle Kuzma to push this thing uh, from a back-and-forth battle to multiple-possession lead for the Lakers. He finished with 23 points in 25 minutes off the bench. Uh, LeBron James. All right, Nitz, I need need to discuss this with you before we get into anything (laughs) else. I don't know what LeBron was doing in the fourth quarter. Like one, it was like he wasn't bad, but it was too much. Like he was taking crazy deep threes at weird times in the clock. He was t- he was trying to play hero ball the whole time. He threw a crazy full court pass uh, that had to be like saved by by a teammate, and you know they barely kept possession. Like what? Like Le- what was LeBron doing then? Well, I think that he's just trying to create more of a narrative around this wash oh, thing, so he yeah. actually has like a narrative to go against, right? Hashtag washed. Uh, sure. He also couldn't shoot any free throws. You, I, It's written here that he went two of seven. That sounds yeah. high. He missed like right. a bunch of clutch ones and then Baines was making them on the other end. It was just like a pretty, it, it, just an, it was bad. I'm just going to call it bad. It was a bad showing from LeBron in the fourth. Yeah, he wasn't, and he wasn't bad at the game. He finished with 19 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, only had one turnover. He was eight of 18 from the field. But like you mentioned, two of seven from the free throw line. And just like, it was just, it was almost panic basketball from him in the fourth. And you don't really see that. Um, or maybe it was like him trying to show out. I don't really know what happened in this one, but they pull it out anyway. They get the victory. They improved to eight and two. And, and it's the, the Suns. They're, they're fun. Oh my god, right? they're actually good. They're like, I'm they're good. <laughs> they're fun. They're good. They, like this is a like I, it's only been a few like you know a couple of weeks, but I feel like I feel like I might be in. 
it's been enough for us to say that now because, you know, like a couple games in, we're saying to ourselves, no, not really. And they're not beating like exceptional teams or anything like that. But at this point in the way that they played against the Lakers, which is the number one seed championship contender, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you get it. They're so they're fun. They're good. Yeah. They defend. They can shoot the three ball really well. Yeah, and, they were know, on fire tonight. How many did they make? They made 16 three-pointers in this game. 16. And there was one point where I think they had hit their 15th three-pointer. And the Lakers broadcast said, that's 15 threes on the night for the Lakers. And and Stu Lance, the color commentator, said, that's it? It feels like way more than that. <laughs> feels like a lot more. But the Lakers weren't even they, – they weren't defending the three. Can we talk no, about it? Yeah, and, and they've, they've been so good defensively this year. But the, the Suns just had – Suns just seemed like they were one step ahead the whole time. I don't know if that was a, a night in Scottsdale thing. I don't know if that was just the Suns are good. But they the Lakers were slow defensively. Hey, Scottsdale nightlife. Apparently, it exists. It's the Vegas of Phoenix or of Arizona, whatever. Sure. But um, talking about their defense, do you think that a lot of it has to do with their slow starts? Because they started slow again tonight offensively and then defensively they let the Suns put up 29 points on them which I get that the Suns are good and fun but that shouldn't be the case right and and because they've been so good defensively overall this season it it has been a little bit of a a, it was a little strange tonight for sure I mean I I think for the most part they'll be okay I I think most of it will kind of hinge on on Dwight and, and AD protecting the paint and then allows the guys on the perimeter to defend. But yeah, I thought the Lakers just looked slow in this one when trying to defend. I, but this game, like the third quarter, third quarter was nothing but back and forth for 12 minutes. <laughs> like it was, I've never done PCP before, but I imagine it's that <laughs> watching that third quarter is what that's like, because it, it like, it was seriously one of the most entertaining quarters of basketball you can see this season. It and was you know so what, man. It was so fast because you, I mean, we have to watch all the games for this, right? So we have, I have a couple of screens going and then we have all these games and everything is like kind of deep or a little bit into the third. And this is like about to be done. And they're like in the nineties, the game is about to be over. These guys were moving fast. Yeah, real fast. And balance attack for the Suns in this one. Booker finishes with 21 points, 9 assists. Did have 5 turnovers. Also didn't take a 3-pointer until like 2 minutes left in this game, which was a little odd. Ricky Rubio, 21 points, 10 assists, 8 of 17 from the field. Aaron Baines, as you mentioned, 20 points, 6 rebounds, hit 4 3-pointers. They just couldn't get stops. It was a big offensive rebound from Avery Bradley at one point. Uh, Rajon Rondo off the bench in 14 minutes. 5 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, 12 and 9 for Dwight off the bench. 11 of 21 from the free throw line for the Lakers, but they did only have nine turnovers. 40 of their points in the paint came in the first half alone. For the Suns, Kaminsky had 16 and nine off the bench. Dario Sarge had 18 points in the start. Suns, as we mentioned, made 16 three-pointers. Felt like everything was either a dunk or a three-pointer for the Suns, but the Lakers, as much as we said, you know, they struggled a little bit and LeBron struggled a little, little bit in this one, they do pull out the victory. Ever wonder how to get the hottest kicks on the market, the ones that barely hit the shelves? The answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, handbags, whatever you want. It's what all the experts have been using for a long time. All the hype beasts, that's how they get all their stuff. You can get it right now. Millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out from the latest Yeezys, Retro Jordans, hottest streetwear from brands like Supreme, Bape, Palace, Kith, all the good ones. Me personally, I've got my eye on some confetti Kyrie 4s and oh my God, the price 
You can track it the whole time. You know what's going up. You know what's going down. When it goes down, you throw in your offer. You go and get it. Couldn't be easier to use. And the great thing about them, you know everything's authentic. They ensure authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. Absolutely never. They've removed all the risks from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest, hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random random buyer or seller ever again. Don't ever go to Craigslist ever again for these kicks. Want to get in on the hype? Check out stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer. Trust me, that offer is really good, but you got to go to stockx.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around too long. That's stockx.com slash bball. Check it out today. Jazz 119, Nets 114 in Salt Lake City. This was one where... I kind of turned it off for a bit, Nits. The, the Nets were destroying the Jazz, destroying the Jazz, and then boom, 13-0 run to start the third quarter uh, when they were trailing 15, gets them back in the game. 10-2 run to start the fourth quarter really makes it a game. They gave up 68 points in the first half, the most they've allowed in a half this season, but the defense stepped up, stepped up in the second half, only allowing 46 points. Uh, they, the Nets had a chance, a bit of weird officiating at the end. Garrett Temple was called for a foul with 16.8 seconds left. Kenny Atkinson uh, used his final timeout to challenge the call. They won the call. It sets up a jump ball. The Nets win the jump ball with DeAndre Jordan getting possession to Joe Harris. Joe Harris gives it to Kyrie Irving. He misses a, he misses a pretty good look uh, from his, spot, his go-to spot. Uh, Would have put the Nets up with five seconds left. Uh, Jazz kind of finished this one out with free throws. Kyrie Irving, 27 points, five assists, four rebounds in this game. But in the last minute, and it's 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 3 from three-point range, fouled three times, had one turnover. Kyrie was so clutch last year, and the Nets, the Nets seem to have this like kind of weird lack of famili- familiarity as they, you know, you will having so many new parts with this, especially the main part is your is your best player. But Nets, like I, I do wonder if there's not something missing from the Nets because obviously they want Kevin Durant here, but like it just feels like there's something missing within their attack, and and they should have enough to cover for it. And I and, and maybe that's just Kyrie being better at the end of games. No, I think it's the entire team. You can't put all of this on Kyrie because this is this feels evergreen. Like, I thought it was a little bit crazy, but we started the season like this, and it feels like every game with the Nets, they're impressive to start the half. We're all like, oh my god, Kyrie's going off. Everybody tune in, and then we go, and the Nets lose. Either in a very, actually, usually in a very dramatic fashion. Yeah. At the end, <laughs> like they they do this. Um. So I do think that you kind of have to blame the whole team at that point. Kyrie obviously can't miss shots, but then who else are you giving that to down the stretch? And then even more so, how are you letting the Jazz, who struggle offensively, put up sixty plus on you in a half? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great point. Kyrie, ten of thirty from this from the field in this game, two of twelve from deep. Uh, and they're in, you know, the Nets defense has kind of been all over the place this season. But the Jazz, I mean, I think this is the big part of it too. Nets is the Jazz, a team that turns the ball over a lot and didn't didn't shoot the ball well uh, from deep in this in this game. Six of twenty six from deep, only had eleven turnovers. This is usually a team that is very sloppy with the ball, and the Nets couldn't force them into any of that. And at a certain point. You know, they've got so much depth. I don't think it's time to panic by any means, but and the Jazz are definitely a better team and they were at home. So it makes sense to lose this game. It's just the way they lost this game. They fall to one and four on the road this year. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm not I'm not worried yet, but I've got my eye on being worried, if that makes sense. The only reason I get it, the only reason I'm not worried is I didn't have that much expectation for them going in. I think that this is a team that's going to need a lot of time to figure it out. And we're seeing it now and they have no defense. 
Like no team that is yeah. this bad defensively is someone that I'm going to have high expectations for. But what I want your opinion on is, do you think, and I'm not saying this, but do you think that this is also a coaching thing in some way? Um, I don't, I don't think it's a coaching thing. I do think they have the right approach. I think it's just going to take a little time to gel here. Um, you know, Jared Allen fouled out in this game after 18 minutes, you know, he's, he's supposed to be a defensive anchor. He's kind of regressed this year, not really knowing how to play with this group. Uh, Deandre Jordan, I know he had a good game with 15 points, 17 rebounds. He had four assists. He had two steals. He had two blocks. That's all well and good. He sucks. He's not good, right? And they, and they rely on him too much. He had a good game, but he's he's not good anymore, and you can't rely on him game to game. And so they're, they're playing him a lot, and, and they're asking him to be the anchor defensively that he was like four years ago, and he's just not that anymore. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie had a good game off the bench, 21 points, but for the Jazz uh, – you know, and, and I said I said this in the power rankings right before I wrote about donuts this week instead of Nets coverage. Is I said <laughs> I said uh, that the the Nets I think will be under five hundred through Christmas, just kind of looking at their schedule, and then I think in January they're really going to take off. So that like it's not that's not a sexy thing of analysis, right? Of saying hey, wait a month and a half and we'll see where they are. But I really think like that's that's what this season will be like. I think they'll be really good in the second half of the season. Um, as for the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, another good game, 30 points, six rebounds. He was 13 of 26 from the field, did go 0-5 from deep. Uh, 18 points for Mike Conley, 18 points from Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert also had 15 rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Uh, Bogdanovich had 12 points on 13 shots. Joe Ingles, uh, you know, can't hit a shot for them still. It's weird. They've moved Joe Ingles to the bench, and he's, he's like one of the best shooters in the league, except this year. He sucks this year. Like, he can't shoot. Ugh. He's going to figure it. it out. You know what? We've seen good shooters go through slumps, and especially when they're moved around and they kind of try to figure out their new role, I think he's going to figure it out, which the Jazz need an offense, so he better figure yeah. it out soon. Especially especially if they're moving him to the bench. Like, he Ugh. needs to be that sixth man. Mm-hmm. Moutier, 15 points off the bench, got to the free throw line eight times. Jeff Green, 13 off the bench. The Utah Jazz, your Utah Jazz, and it's now 6-0 and at home. My that Utah altitude. Jazz. Your Utah Jazz at nightlife, six and zero at home. They improved to eight and three on the season. All right, Nitz. Let's get to the news that everyone needs for Wednesday. The news about Thursday: Paul George, your newest Los Angeles Clipper, going to make his debut against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. Big debut, right? This is what they did this summer. This is why they traded all those draft picks. This is why they traded Shea Gilgeous Alexander and Danilo Gallinari is to put Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together. And we're going to finally get to see just a glimpse of how it goes. He practiced on Saturday and then, you know, you know, it was an important practice. And it's because the Clippers never practice. They hate to practice. (laughs) Doc Rivers wants to be on a golf course, but they, they practice on Saturday. They got him back in the mix. He's been working hard. Uh, I'll say this and I'm not shaming. I'm not body shaming here. He looks a little big to me, right? He looks a little like just seeing, just, just seeing, seeing him around the arena before and after games. He looks a little kind of thick. But I, it might be the clothes he's wearing. It might be that he's gained some weight. Um, you know, I think the cardio should keep up with with shoulder injuries. But look, I'm not a I'm not a physical trainer by any means. So um, I'm curious to see just how rusty he looks. But we finally get to see Kawhi and Paul George together. Um, yeah, I've never been more excited to see someone together because the Clippers are already good. So it's not like this like hail mary, wait until Paul George gets back type of situation. And he's so easy to plug into a team. I don't know about him being thick. Good thing though that he's debuting against the Pelicans because yeah, not not a tough team, right? Like not a tough not team. the team we not the team we thought they were going to be at least not yet. I, 
think that we all kind of thought that they were going to be maybe exciting, but just not good. And they've been also not good and not exciting, but (laughs) (laughs) great to play them against the Pelicans. Uh, You know, are they going to say Kawhi? That's a good first match, right? That's like him against Brandon Ingram. Ingram's been balling. Like that's a, that's a fun little test for both teams. Let's go to Eric Gordon in Houston out six weeks after undergoing knee surgery to clean up some debris, uh, he's been pretty bad this season. He's shooting, uh, I don't know, like 4% from the field or something. It's been, it's been really bad. Not quite 4%, but he's in the I 20s. was going to say, is that a yeah. real stat? Because I would no, believe it. No, but it, it feels like 4%. <laughs> feels yeah, that's how real. bad he's been, is that you would believe that. He's averaging more turnovers than assists. Like, he's been really bad. So maybe it's been the knee injury keeping him from getting that rhythm. Uh, but Eric Gordon will be on the shelf for six weeks. The Rockets' depth is uh, tested once again. But we'll see if Daryl Morey can uh, – break away from tweeting and try to get another guy into the rotation warriors two-way guard damian lee suffered a broken right hand another injury for the warriors another broken hand for the warriors uh he's going to be out for a bit bulls big man cristiano felicio who's not any good will miss four to six weeks with a broken wrist he's not played the season again because he's not good enough to even play on the bulls victor oladipo assigned to indiana's g league affiliate in fort wayne on tuesday to practice with the mad ants in indianapolis he participated in full court drills for the first time according to nate mcmillan we're so close to getting victor oladipo back feels like he's been out for forever no it feels like it feels like he missed last season I know yeah, he played, but it feels like that's how long he's been out. Like it feels like he's he missed the entire season, but it's but he he's coming back and this Pacers team is good. We're going to find out more about them in a bit, but they've been good this year getting him back. Like this is going to be fun. Oh yeah, I can't the Pacers are a team that I expect to be at the top of the East and then obviously they were last season cuz Oladipo carried them halfway through, but now that he's coming back for the majority of this season, assuming that he's healthy, they're going to be at the top. And then one more bit of news out of Brooklyn. David Levy is out as the CEO of the Brooklyn Nets only two months after being hired by new team owner Josiah. Nets announced that Levy and uh, Levy, who's a former president at Turner Broadcasting, the organization mutually agreed to part ways. That's just a euphemism for fired, right? Sometimes. Sometimes it is. We'll find out more as more, more information comes out about this. All right, let's go to the games from the from the rest of the Tuesday night nits. Pacers 111, Thunder 85 in Indianapolis. Pacers improved to 5 and 1 at home. They've won 7 of their last 8 games after starting the season 0 and 3. This one got ugly in the third quarter, 34 to 20. Uh third quarter for the Pacers pushed this to 20 plus. TJ Warren 11 in that quarter, 23 in the game to lead the Pacers. Malcolm Brogdon 20 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 18 and 16 for DeMontis Sabonis. Pacers just clamped down on the Thunder, allowed just 35% from the field, 24% from three. Gallinari led the Thunder with 14 points. Shea Gildas Alexander had 11. Thunder now 0-4 on the road this season. 76ers 98, Cavs 97 in Philadelphia. Nitz, this was a fun one. The Cavs are fun. The Suns are fun and the Cavs are fun. I don't know what's going on this season, but they almost pulled this one out. Joel Embiid gets a dunk with 13 seconds left off a pass from Tobias Harris to put the Sixers ahead by one. They would not lose that lead. Kevin Love got a good look at a three-pointer, would have given the Cavs the the lead and possibly the win with three seconds left. Sixers so sloppy in this game with the ball in the second half. Kept giving the ball over and over to the Cavs. I believe had 10 turnovers uh, in the second half alone. Joel Embiid finished with 27 points, 16 rebounds, four assists, two 
two blocks. Josh Richardson had 17. Ben Simmons, 15, 6, and 5. Um, he returned after that AG or AC joint sprain in his shoulder that caused him to miss a couple of games. Uh, no Al Horford in this one. Tobias Harris might as well not have played with the way he shot from deep. 0 of 11 from deep in this one. Has not Woof. made a three in four straight games. Sixers went 8 or 38 from deep. And yet, they still won. It's because the Sixers... Look, they just make things ugly, and then they find ways to win ugly games. Okay, no. The Sixers won because it's the Cavs. Okay, and the Cavs are fun. That's cool and great, and my head hurts because of it. But the Cavs are not a team that the Sixers shouldn't beat easily. It shouldn't have been this close. Especially especially at home, right? (laughs) Yeah, come on. And, like, those turnovers were careless. Like, they they weren't even forced. That was just... This is not... That was, it was completely on them. They were bad on defense. They were bad on offense and they pulled it out because Kevin Love missed a good open, open three pointer. Wide open. Yeah, that's a good point. He was wide open on that one. Jordan Clarkson had 20. Kevin Love had 20. Colin Sexton had 18. Couldn't really get a call on uh, most of the contact he received. Tristan Thompson had one of the funniest moments of the season. (laughs) Uh, There was a loose ball that went to the backboard. He tracked it down. He tried to dribble up the court against Ben Simmons. He went behind his back a couple of times. Then he fired up a half court shot with four seconds left on the shot clock. It clanged off the backboard. Like he was throwing a baseball. Like I can't like go, go find this, this highlight on YouTube, on Twitter, on whatever. Like it is one of the funniest moments of the season. Uh, But by the way, he has made a three in Philly. Ben Simmons has not. So also, I love that. You tweeted that it looked like, um, what's his name? Oh, it looked like Carlton Banks. Damn it. it looked Is like it? Carlton Banks just chucking up the shot, but also when he was dribbling, it looked like Stanley from The Office. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, we <laughs> hit all the TV shows with this one. Pistons lose again. Heat 117, Pistons 108 in Miami. Big fourth quarter for Detroit made this look closer than it was, but Miami was up 22 at halftime, just a laugher. No Justice Winslow, no Tyler Hero, no Derek Jones Jr., no James Johnson, no Deion Waiters. Uh, Jimmy Butler, though, 20 points, 13 assists. Kendrick Nunn, 20 points. Bam, Bam Adebayo, 18 and 14. Goran Dragic, 18 off the bench. Uh, no Blake Griffin for the Pistons, no Derek Rose, no Reggie Jackson. Uh, Andre Drummond left all alone, 16 points, 9 rebounds before he fouled out. Luke Kennard had 22 points to lead the Pistons. Christian Wood was 16 off the bench. Pistons missed 12 free throws in this game. Bulls 120, Knicks 102 in Chicago. The Kobe White show was incredible. Seven three-pointers made all in the fourth quarter. He had 23 in the quarter, 27 in the game overall. He's the youngest player ever to hit seven threes in a game. It's the most threes in a quarter in Bulls history. This was a tie game going into the fourth quarter, and then the Bulls reserves just went on a run. They end up outscoring the Knicks 35 to 17 in the quarter. Uh, someone's getting fired soon in New York, and his name rhymes with Mavid Misdale. Uh, they're they're going to go for a new coach pretty soon. Zach Levine, 25 and 5 in this one. Wendell Carter Jr. was 17 and 12. He was dominant inside at times for the Knicks. RJ Barrett continues to look great. 21 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Had a couple of big dunks in this one. 22 and 9 for Marcus Morris. 17 apiece for Taj Gibson and Julius Randle. Knicks are 1 and 6 on the road, 2 and 9 overall. Another big game tonight. Hawks 125, Nuggets 121 in Denver. Huge victory for the Hawks without John Collins, who's on that suspension for 25 games. Trey Young on fire, 42 points, 11 assists, four rebounds, did have six turnovers, but he went eight of 13 from deep, 13 of 21 from the field. He nutmegged a defender on the side, hit the jumper, stared down the Nuggets bench. Nitz, Trey Young is a problem. He is so fun to watch, and he is absolutely a problem for defenders. Like, you couldn't do well, okay. Denver wasn't trying very hard. They gave him a lot of space, but for Trey Young, space is like, Oh, 
a tiny bit. Oh my, right. he he shot a, like a deep one above Jokic. Oh, I, yeah. I can't even imagine seeing over that dude. How are you even <laughs> trying to shoot over that dude? Trey Young is, is just ridiculous, oh. man, and he is leading this team right now. Oh, he's been so good. 38 to 20 second quarter for the Hawks gave them control of this game. Nuggets made it close, 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 but they just couldn't get over the hump. Most points allowed in a quarter at 38. Most points allowed in a half all season at 63. 20 points, nine rebounds, four assists for Jabari Parker in the start. Uh, Alex Len had 17 and seven off the bench. Nikola Jokic, 20 points, seven assists, six rebounds, three steals, but just one of eight from deep. The team was 11 of 41 from deep all night. Just couldn't find three-point shots to fall. Nitz is the only thing that runs about Jokic, his nose. Is that the only thing that runs about him? We'll find out later. Will Barton, 21 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Jamal Murray, 18 and eight. Only three turnovers for Denver, and yet they lose this game. And then final game of the night, Kings 107, Blazers 99. Kings first game without De'Aaron Fox. Not a problem because they have Bogdan Bogdanovich. He killed Portland in this game. 25 points, 10 assists, four steals off the bench. Nemanja Bialica with 19, 12, and four. Had zero turnovers. He was great in this one. Uh, Blazers kept chipping away. They kept chipping away. Finally got it to about a six point deficit then Corey joseph hits a huge three-pointer in the corner with two minutes left push this one back to nine it was just academic after that bad shooting night for buddy healed he'd had 20 points but needed 21 shots dame and cj both had good games dame with 27 points on six to ten shooting went to the free throw line a ton cj 24 points on 11 of 21 shooting but no bench help from the blazers in this one 17 points off the bench for them six of 25 shooting uh anthony simons who's been great lately bad game five points on two of 11 shooting Let's go to lines of the night. Nits, we got some good ones. Trey Young, 42 and 11. Donovan Mitchell, 30 and 6. Embiid, 27, 16 and 4. Dames, 27, 5 and 4. Kobe White, 27 points, 7 threes in the fourth against the Knicks. Who gets your line of the night? Man, I like wish I could give it to Dame because I just want them to win one, but it's Trey Young, obviously. Just insane. I'm going Kobe White. If you could, Rob, it's if you the could, Knicks. It's but it's Kobe White, and it gives us a reason to drop in that wow, wow, bro, sound from Kobe White from <laughs> earlier in the in the draft. Wow, 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 bro, that's crazy. That's so love, bro. That's the priorities. sound I want. That's the priority. We're doing production here. Kobe White, twenty-seven points. Roy Williams, who just had a horrible point about load management because because uh, his players that don't get paid didn't load manage. Uh, he was in the building supporting his former college player. But Kobe White, twenty-seven points, seven made threes, even against the Knicks. That's my line of the night. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other ba- basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have back-to-back great episode with Frank Isola on Tuesday. No dunks every day. We got tampering, House of Strauss, over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget, follow those shows. You get notifications for the new episodes. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck. You can get all of our podcasts ad-free, plus fantastic writing, all major sports, all for a super low price. Get 40% off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when these promos end, so get there soon. Thanks for waking up with us. Thanks for taking your, your vitamins. You know, go eat your egos. Go get ready for work. Get you some coffee. Enjoy the day. Get ready for tonight's action. And Nitz, hit me with that sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.